episode and uh, that's uh, the solo Beatles video cast program where we talk about the careers of John Paul George and Ringo after they disbanded from the Beatles uh, and uh, Tom was the first one to show it we're going to be discussing Ringo's new EP EP3 <laughs> okay and uh, we'll be getting to that very shortly uh, but before I do, I'm Joe Mayo. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Mean Mr. Mayo. You might uh, know my brother, Mr. Mustard. Uh, well, that's, that's where that comes from. And I'm going to uh, uh, introduce my uh, colleagues here to start with. It's none other than the Sun Queen, queen of all EPs for this particular show. I'm talking about the author of a few books, including Michael Jackson, FAQ. Okay, and also Fandom and the Beatles, and also uh, I thought I, I thought I had them. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> songs we were singing, guided tours through the Beatles, lesser known tracks. I was just saying at the beginning of the show, I no longer need notes. I got it in here, and that was the kiss of death, of course. <laughs> so it's Kid O'Toole we're talking about here. Kid O'Toole, hello, Kid. <laughs> hello, Joe, Tom, Ken, and everybody. It's great. Uh, Great to be live again with, uh, yeah, with yeah, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and uh, next up, we have one of the two legs for the show, two legs, a Paul McCartney podcast from uh, sweltering Arizona. How's that for yes. an introduction? Uh, it's none other than the great Tom Hanyadi. Hey, well, look at, that, look at that. Yeah, see, look that. at that. Look at that. This is how, yeah, this is what you happens when you're in Arizona. You get burnt. T-shirt, <laughs> T-shirt, Okay, welcome there, uh, Thomas. Hey, and thank last you. but not least at all, by any means, we have the forty-year uh, veteran, as I like to call him, who's been in the biz, talking about the Beatles and doing radio programs on the Fabs. Uh, he has so many things on his plate; it's hard to remember them all all the time. He has <laughs> the syndicated uh, radio show, Every Little Thing. He has a, a podcast called Things We Said Today, and he also <laughs> has a YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio. Mm -hmm. And I think he might. I think that's everything. If there's anything else, oh, this, show. This, uh, this show, this show, well, no, this goes without saying. This goes without saying. Talking about the man I just named, Ken Michaels. Ken, hello. 
I've got too much on my plate. <laughs> you can't resist sometimes. Only one can sing off key here. Right. So. <laughs> but hopefully you've got time to be a decent lover. Anyway, hopefully. <laughs> the, the lyrics. A little personal. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You just go with the flow live, folks. Uh, so like I said, we're going to be talking about Ringo's new EP. Um, we have a lot of news because we, we've been a, away for a while doing this, you know, live, like the live together for a while. And, uh, oh, there's a lot of things coming, which we'll, we'll talk about as we go along after the news, Ken's, uh, Ken's going to be talking about a few things like Ringo in concert. He got to see Ringo again. Mm -hmm. And also we're going to have a special announcement coming up after the news. So that'll keep you waiting. Ken, take it away. Okay, well, first of all, major announcement here. Ringo will be on television tomorrow oh. morning. He'll be on CBS Mornings being interviewed. That's sometime between 7 and 9 a.m. No doubt talking about this. Mm -hmm. And probably his all-star band tour. So write it down. Don't forget it. And then you can watch it on YouTube later, probably. But Ringo on CBS Mornings tomorrow on Tuesday, sometime uh, between 7 and 9. Boy, I tell you, I've got a lot of news here. And it, and uh, it's a reminder of how long it's been since we've done uh, a show here <laughs> live. Uh, got to mention, of course, the box set coming out for Evolver. That will be on October the 28th. Uh, there will be various versions coming out. You guys probably know all this already. Yeah. But, um, it's being presented in special edition packages. There's a Super Deluxe 5 CD set, Super Deluxe 4 LP set, a Deluxe 2 CD version, a Standard 1 CD version, limited edition picture disc, and Standard 1 LP vinyl, also available uh, digitally and for streaming. The Super Edition 5 CD set is selling, last I checked on Amazon, $139.99. The 4LP 7-inch vinyl EP version runs at $199.99. And already there's been a new remix for Taxman available on streaming services. Ken? What's that? One second. Amazon right now has it at $111.52 for the big box set. Well, let's stop everything right now and just order it at this point. There price. you go. <laughs> Well, earlier it was 139. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that's, keep that's checking, folks. Yes. Okay. Yep. We just lost half our audience there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Along with uh, the news about Revolver, still no word about a box set for some time in New York City. Very upsetting at this point. I hope that changes. Well, it has been the major news story of the past two weeks, obviously, the world mourning the loss of Queen Elizabeth II, who passed away on September the 8th. Paul McCartney wrote a nice piece on his website going through the many times he met the Queen. I'll run it by real fast. But he started by mentioning how, at the age of 10, he entered an essay competition in Liverpool and won for his division on his essay about the British monarchy. He also recalled that when the Queen was crowned, everyone on his street in Speak Liverpool got a television set just to watch the coronation in glorious black and white. Paul said he got to meet the Queen eight or nine times. Some of those highlights included the Beatles receiving their MBEs, members of the British Empire, the medals uh, for that, uh, 
They received that before the Queen in Buckingham Palace on October the 26th, 1965. Of course, John returned his four years later. Uh, the Queen attended the opening for Paul's Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts in June of 1966 at the same school that Paul and George attended and uh, with the Queen making a donation as well. The following year, 1997, it was a very proud day for Paul when he was knighted before the Queen. And Paul also celebrated the Queen's Golden Jubilee by performing at the Party at the Palace concert that was held June 3rd, 2002. And on stage, he sang the song Her Majesty for the <laughs> Queen. Paul also performed in front of the Queen for her Diamond Jubilee. That was on June 4th, 2012. And the last time Paul and the Queen met was in 2018 when Her Majesty gave Paul the Companion of Honor Medal. Paul said that every time he met the Queen, he was impressed with her sense of humor and great dignity. Just recently, it was reported that Paul may in fact become a Lord, but with the Queen's passing, that will now be up to King Charles to decide whether Paul will receive that honor. He's a fan. I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, also today on September the 19th, the funeral for the Queen took place. I was wondering whether or not Paul might show up since he was knighted. Um, it seemed like there were no celebrities there except David Beckham. Yeah, not many. Yeah, it was more the digni you know, foreign dignitaries and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Paul appeared in a tribute to Taylor Hawkins in a concert that took place Saturday, September 3rd at Wembley Arena. The concert was first broadcast live on MTV YouTube with a one hour edited version being broadcast that night on CBS. Paul appeared with Chrissy Hine to perform a Beatles song that he's never done live until now. And that was Oh Darling, with Paul and Chrissy sharing the lead vocals in a duet. Paul also performed Helter Skelter, though that song was not included in the CBS broadcast. You guys see this? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts? You probably said it on your shows already, but well, <laughs> say something quickly. Yeah. <laughs> quickly is is if I wish he if he sound checked it first, maybe he shouldn't have done it. I mean, if it was just a, a prompt-to thing, fine. You know, we're glad he tried it. But then again, you know, I, I don't even think Chrissy Hine was saying it as, that well either. I mean, musically, it sounded great, but the way they approached the song vocally just didn't match it musically. That's just my opinion. But then again, that being said, I'm glad he tried it. Uh, for me, uh, I would say, um, you know, Chrissy Hine sounded all right to me. Um, it's always nice when Paul does a different song. Hey, he's never done this before, you know. But I, he didn't sound very good on that one, I, I didn't think. And uh, it's unfortunate. But uh, when he did Helter Skelter, which I heard, I mean, he, he sounded good to me. Again, you know, uh, he's been doing that for some time now, and he's, he's got that nailed. Right. Yeah. I mean, Helter Skelter is usually a good choice uh, for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought Oh Darling was kind of an odd, odd choice because, I mean, as you said, uh, Joe, yeah, I applaud him. For, for trying different things but you know i just don't think you know that's a good choice for him now <laughs> I mean, that's reaching that's reaching that's reaching new heights I mean, exactly i mean to do that song 
I mean, he you had know. to work on that song when he recorded it, you know, in, in 69. Yeah, I mean, right. how many takes did he have to do? I mean, that was, that's a tough song. And, and I have to agree, Tom. I mean, Chrissy Hine didn't sound bad, but I mean, I thought she sounded okay. Um, you know, I, I wasn't excited at times of the way she approached it. So, mm. um, yeah, I just think it was not the best choice for for the way his his voice is now right. uh but uh but yeah helder skelder was fine i mean that's you know yeah. they, he's as you said you know he has that nailed live you know yeah. he, and he just he just knocked it out of the park pretty much uh with uh, glastonbury mm-hmm. you know yeah. it, it was pretty good you know i liked him when i saw him in june so oh i thought he was i'm, ha- I'm happy overall <laughs> yeah so um yeah, as my colleague on Things We Said Today, Alan Cozen, said, Oh, darling, is a tough enough song to do if you're 30. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 80 years old now. Right. So um, we don't know the circumstances as to why that song was chosen. Well, apparently oh, yeah. it was a Taylor Hawkins favorite. That's what I figured. That's there had to be you. some reason. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I applaud Paul for trying and just for being there. So that's probably more important, really, than the performance. The fact that he somebody showed. somebody in the comments says, "Could you imagine Ann Wilson instead of Chrissy Hine mm. doing that?" There that's we interesting. go. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be interesting she's to hear. She's a big time Beatles fan too. She could belt it out on that one. Yeah, but all right, uh, the Beatles came up big in this year's seventy fourth Creative Arts Emmy Awards. With their documentary, Get Back, winning several awards, including Outstanding Directing for a Documentary Nonfiction Program, went to Peter Jackson, Outstanding Documentary or Nonfiction Series, Peter Jackson, Paul, Ringo, Yoko, Olivia, and Claire Olson, getting the award for that, Outstanding Picture Editing for a Nonfiction Program, Outstanding Sound Editing for a Nonfiction or Reality Program, Single or Multi-Camera, Outstanding Sound Mixing for a Nonfiction or Reality Program, single or multi-camera five awards there so happy for the team peter jackson and the crew there because a phenomenal job done all around and nice to see it acknowledged this way also mccartney's 321 documentary with rick rubin was nominated for outstanding cinematography for a nonfiction program but lost out to a hundred foot wave all right. Billboard is reporting that Paul McCartney has teamed up with PETA, India, after seeing two videos of an elephant in India being beaten by handlers. And they have sent a letter to the Indian government requesting help for the animal named Jamal Yatha. In his letter, Paul said, I have considered India a spiritual place ever since I traveled there in the 1960s. I was impressed by India's cultural love for animals. I know India reveres elephants, its national heritage animal, but cruelty to animals happens everywhere, even in India. What reflects on a country's values is how that cruelty is addressed. Paul and Peter are urging officials to move the elephant to a reputable rescue center immediately. Always an important cause where the McCartneys are concerned. Paul, Linda, when she was alive, the family. Absolutely. And they're still keeping at it. All right. Record Store Day in November. We'll see the release. <laughs> Otherwise known as Tom Magnotti Day. Yeah. <laughs> Tom is getting online now. We're, as, soon as, as soon as we're done here, I'm getting in line. <laughs> 
All right, it'll be November the 25th, Record Store Day, and it will see the release of Ringo Starr's Old Wave on vinyl from the label Culture Factory USA. Only 2,000 copies will be made. And I learned this from Joe's video. It'll be on Smoke Brown Vinyl. And there will be a bonus track never before released on vinyl. The bonus track is as far as we can go. When Old Wave came out on CD in 1994, it had that as a bonus track. As far as we can go as a song that actually goes back to the Bad Boy sessions. And there's an early version that was recorded then. And that was the bonus track on the CD. And that's what will be on here. Um, also, Old Wave will be coming out on CD. Yep. but only 500 will be made of that. Wow. Plenty more Ringo to go around here. Ringo's Live at the Greek Theater 2019, recorded September 1st that year, is coming out, which for a while has been available to stream on the Coda Collection video channel available for Amazon Prime members. This is going to end up being a 2LP set with only 2,000 copies made, and... Uh, there'll be two versions coming out of the Ringo the Fourth album. One on translucent orange, 1,000 copies will be made. The other translucent blue, 755 copies pressed. There'll also be a compilation called, I'm really interested in this, The Best of Dark Horse Records, 1974 to 1977, with many of the artists that were signed to George Harrison's Dark Horse label. That's coming out on vinyl. 2,150 copies made for that one. Finally, speaking of Dark Horse Records, the late Joe Strummer will have an album called Live at the Music Millennium coming out on vinyl with 3,600 copies made. That's on the Dark Horse label. This was a live performance from the famous independent record store in Portland done in 1999. And as I said, record store day will be November 25th. Excellent. All right. Tom's writing all this down. <laughs> I saw he knows it already. <laughs> I got the list already. <laughs> I know, I know. They oh, he knows. I don't know how he does it, but he knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the home of John Lennon's mother, Julia, will be going under the hammer at Omega Auctions. The three-bedroom house on Bloomfield Road in Liverpool played a significant role in the developing musical relationship between John and Paul. The two of them rehearsed at the house with the Quarrymen bandmates. Lennon's mother, Julia, lived in the home with her husband, John Bybee Dykins, from 1950 until her death in 1958, with John's half-sisters, Julia Baird and Jacqueline Dykins. John was a frequent visitor while he lived with his Aunt Mimi on Menlove Avenue, and the auction will be online, is expected to fetch 250,000 pounds, and the auction will finish on September 26th at 1900 British Standard Time. Okay, we should all go in on this. Maybe all the podcast shows will all just chip in and we'll all. Own. There you go. Hey, not a bad idea. So, um, got a lot of news one at a time on various Lennons here. Julian Lennon just hosted a special called Jude behind the album uh, this past Wednesday. This was an interactive event on the platform called Looped. It, is, it was hosted by Nicole Alvarez from the radio station KROQ. I was told you had to sign up for this and the event sold out quickly. No word as to whether or not this special will be available on streaming services. Julian's album Jude came out September the 9th. 
I've only had a chance to listen to the album once, so I'm not going to comment on it too soon. I know I Joe did a, whole, did a whole video on that on his channel, yeah. um, which you should check out. Yoko like Ono and the Plastic Ono Super Band Live in Japan concert. Say that fast. <laughs> in Japan, released in Japan by Idol Records on all streaming services tomorrow. Yoko had a superstar lineup for a band consisting of Michael Brecker on sax, Randy Brecker on trumpet, Steve Gadd and Rick Morata on drums, mm. Dave Grolnick on keyboard, Steve Kahn on guitar, and Andy Muson on bass. This concert was the first of one of six concert performances in Japan from Yoko and the band from August 1974, and it coincided with the final day of the One Step Festival in Tokyo. According to Madeline Baccaro, who wrote that new book on Yoko Ono, um, she already has it on CD, Madeline does. And she actually got it from someone who lives in Japan who ordered it there on CD. There's supposed to be a vinyl edition coming out October the 28th. It's called Let's Have a Dream 1974 One Step Festival Special Edition. There's also the possibility of a DVD release. And I do know for a fact, you can stream the whole thing on YouTube right now if you want to listen to it. Oh. All right, let's go to another Lennon here. <laughs> Sean Lennon will be performing October 5th through the 8th at John Zorn's Performance Space, now located at the New School in New York City. Sean will be premiering an instrumental project which is called Asterisms. There will be no advanced ticket sales for this. It's 8 p.m. at the door. Concert start at 8.30. Tickets are walk-up, first come, first serve. And this is a very small venue with a capacity of only 62 people per night. Mass and vaccination proof will be required for entry. The store at the new school is located at 55 West 13th Street. So I like that about the first come, first serve. You know, that gives everybody a fair chance to get the tickets. I think that's cool. I know, but 62 people? Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> yes, it will, but at least you'll, you won't have to, uh, you know, pay a, a third-hand party, you know, to get the ticket. Right. These days. Yeah. What's going Maybe on? Maybe Paul should yeah. try that next time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Ask him for a serve. Okay. We still have a bit more. Beatle fan is reporting that a four CD set of George Martin's pre-Beatles work will be released on Cherry Red Records on November 25th in the UK. And it'll be called George Martin, a painter in sound. So if you never was aware of all the work that George Martin did before the Beatles, what prepared him for the Beatles, this is a good history lesson right here. There's a brand new TV commercial for the Peacock Channel where they're using the Beatles song all together now. Not the Beatles according, but Beatles songs are always being used in commercials. Um, news concerning two cover versions being released. First, the last album made by the late Dr. John will be coming out this Friday called Things Happen That Way. And it includes a cover of the Traveling Wilbury song, End of the Line. Oh. It has, as a special guest, Aaron Neville helping out sharing lead vocals. Special thanks to Scott O'Rourke for that information. And Monkeys fans are aware of this. A cover version of Man We Was Lonely from the late Davy Jones was just released digitally and available. Turn around, Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Man We Was Lonely. I'm sorry. This is from 
the forthcoming solo collection from Davey called Manchester Boy on 7A Records. With very special thanks to my monkeys expert, Fred Velez. He told me that Davey's recording first came out on a series of individual CDs that Davey put out himself called Just for the Record. And volume two of the set included demos that Davey recorded in the 70s, which is where Manu Was Lonely comes from. And um, in 1999, there was a box set of all those CDs that came out. And oh, actually, before that, all those other individual CDs, Davey released separately on his own official fan site. Then a box set came out in 1999. So what 7A is now releasing in Manchester Boy is a sampler of the best songs from the box set. And the majority of these songs will, make, will be making their debut on vinyl. It'll be coming out on CD and 180 gram splatter vinyl. That's just for Tom. It's coming out that way. Oh, very good. <laughs> A few uh, events coming up. You can meet our colleague, our fifth Talk More Talker, Ken Womack, this Wednesday at Monmouth University in New Jersey from 4.30 to 5.45 p.m. when he'll be reading from his forthcoming book, A Biography of Beatles Roadie, Mal Evans. Haven't heard if that's being streamed at all. I do believe it's, it might be recorded. I saw that on Facebook today. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet, for sure. Okay. And there'll be something called the Super Mega Fest happening September 30th through October 2nd at the Westford Regency Inn in Westford, Massachusetts. Pete Best will be a special guest there all three days. And I'm going. Are you? Oh, cool. You are going? Yes. You might cool. see me there. <laughs> unless anything, oh. unless, uh, who, who's going to be there? Pete Best and me. Yeah, but I, think, oh, I know that. <laughs> I, I think you said you might want see me there. Oh. Did you just say, Ken? I don't know what you said. Um, I was going to mention, in addition to uh, Pete Best, The Circle will also okay. be there as well. This was the band that toured with the Beatles, the American band, um, in 1966 when they toured America. And I'm told that um, on the Saturday only, Pete Best will get behind the kit and drum with the circle. Oh, oh wow. Very on cool. Saturday. There's I'm also glad I'm going. I'm ready. I got my hotels and everything. Nice. There's a, a really fun band where I know the uh, two of the members of it that started it called the Onos. And um, they're a Massachusetts band. They're going to be playing as well at this. And oh, no. <laughs> every time i see them perform and they know if i'm in the audience they play don't let me wait too long Just oh very cool how nice you know that living in the material world is my favorite mm -hmm. and then uh finally well two of the people who are in the onos started <laughs> something years ago called harry fest they had to change the name of it. It's now called the George Harrison Tribute. That takes place October 29th at White's in Westport, Massachusetts. There's a lot of performances from New England, people playing a lot of George Harrison music and Beatle music, and uh, proceeds from this go to cancer research. And they've been doing this every single year, except when COVID got in the way. So um, that's, a, that's a Friday night, actually, and Saturday. Saturday is most of the events that day. I should be there for that too. Cool. 
All right, that's all the news this time. Wow. That's enough. Whoa. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that's a lot. See what that's see what happens when we're not live live for yep. a long time. Is that well, Ken? Why don't you tell us about your uh, latest concert where you saw Ringo Starr and his All Star Band? And I know uh, it's going to be interesting, so let us have it. Well, that was the the first show when he returned back to the stage, and that was at Tanglewood in Massachusetts. This is my first concert ever there, which I've always been told has such great sound, and they really do. Um, this was an amphitheater, so there was, I think, something like 1,500 people that were covered. The rest were all on the lawn, and it poured that night, by the way, but I was, oh. I was inside. <laughs> I was, but um, the band was just on fire. I mean, they were so incredibly tight. Um, except Ringo forgot the words a few times <laughs> some of his songs. That was the oh. only <laughs> But um, this is one of the best performance, uh, performances I've heard recently from this band. Um, and I got to tell you, and I've been to quite a lot of Ringo shows, at least half of this concert, the audience was standing up to it. They were that respectful of this performance, um, especially even though Ringo wasn't on stage for it. When they do Frankenstein, oh my God, what a number. It's, yeah. They really killed it. And Greg Bissonette on drums doing solos during it, going back and forth with, with Edgar Winter playing percussion. Oh, the, the crowd loved it. And I think part of the magic of this show, as much as Believe me, I want the set list to change with Ringo going deeper and even the other members too. But so many of these people, these are just casual fans. You mentioned Colin Hayes' name. Plenty of them don't know he was in Men at Work, but they know the songs. And then they'll go, oh, I didn't know he's the guy that sang it. You know, sure. same thing with Hamish Stewart and the Average White Band. Um, you know, it, it was a really fun evening and... Uh, really enjoyable all throughout but what i enjoyed the most was seeing how much the crowd really loved it and just like i say this with paul you get a mixture of young and old people there parents bringing their kids and um and also just being relieved you know after a couple of years of covid to just go out and see a show of any kind and being grateful that ringo's still out there doing this so you know, it was just an amazing performance overall. And I'm going to see him one more time. And that's, <laughs> really? that's in Bridgeport, which is, I can practically walk there from my house. So I couldn't, oh. I couldn't resist uh, the opportunity to see Ringo again. Why not if it's that close, right? <laughs> might, oh. might, might as well. Yeah, I, I mean, you mentioned Frankenstein with Edgar Winter. I mean, I'm glad I, I got to see him do that and, you know, free ride at one of his other all-star shows because when i saw him in june uh, in manhattan and you, you went to that show too ken or one of them right uh, he wasn't there he was at he, he had covid at go winter so i missed it in june you were at you the know. second show yeah the second show the second show so uh, i missed it but i i'm thankful i'd gotten to see it in the past mm -hmm. you know because I, I love that when he's playing the whatever you the organ that he has around him and everything it's, it's and he plays cool the sax. Yeah. And you know how much we love those horns, you know, so <laughs> saxophones. All right. Really kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Both yep. of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, 
Thanks for that, Ken. And uh, now we have a special announcement. You know, this here today is our 99th show, which means the next episode will be the 100th Talk More Talk Show. Ooh, can't believe it, right? Wow. And uh, Kit wants to tell you about a special uh, show we're going to be doing. Right, Kit? Yes, indeed. Yeah, we, uh, so yes, we are celebrating our 100th uh, episode. Yeah, I can believe the first one we did was about <laughs> Egypt Station. Remember that? Our very first episode. Uh, so to celebrate our 100th episode, we want to invite you guys who have, been, have supported us since day one, uh, or those of you who uh, joined our, our, uh, our family uh, later on, uh, we you know, thank you too for all of your support. We we always say we can't do it without you. Uh, we want to invite you into this room with us, into this Zoom room. Uh, we want to play a, a another round of rack our brains with you. So what we're going to do is, uh, in fact, I think the link uh, went live on our Facebook page uh, as we've been talking, uh, and I think the link uh, I have it up in our um, uh, YouTube community page uh, as well. I'm not sure if it's live yet. If it isn't, it will be soon. Um, and we uh, need you to register um, to join the Zoom room. Now, the last time we did this, it went really, really long. So to avoid it this time, we're limiting it to 25 people. So the first 25 that register get in, it's first come, first served. And uh, we're also uh, limiting it to one question per person because otherwise, you know, it could be another three-hour episode. <laughs> another three-hour tour. <laughs> another three-hour tour, that's right. Um, and so that's all you need to do is just register. This will be for the next episode, which is Monday, October 3rd um, at, uh, of course, uh, 9 p.m., although we'd like you to come uh, at the latest, like, 10 minutes before so that we all can, you know, get uh, get the sound and video and all that going so that we can get right on the air at, at 9 p.m. sharp. Yeah. So uh, so we look forward to seeing you all. Uh, we just ask you to register, you know, before October 3rd. And uh, we are looking forward to answering your, your rack our brain questions. And uh, we look forward to having our brains racked. <laughs> and, and we should mention they're not trivia questions. We're no, not that. trivia questions. Yeah, you guys know the drill. Uh, yeah, these are not trivia questions. These are opinion questions. Mm -hmm. You know, to, uh, you know, see what you think, you know, just what version I always use the example, but this is a very simple example of, you know, which version of maybe I'm amazed, do you prefer the live or the studio and why, you know, but it can go way beyond that. So and uh, and it can be I, it, it, you know, I guess we can make it that it doesn't have to be just solo. It can be, you know, it can be yeah. about Beatles, too. So um, sure. you know, we can widen the scope a bit. So so uh, we look forward to this and we look forward to celebrating our 100th with you guys. So that is the big announcement. Yeah. All right. and, well, you know, thanks. if you want to ask something that's really unusual of us, feel free. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that we haven't tackled yet here on yep. this show, especially where it concerns the group. So maybe you want to hear that side of us, our views about certain things where the group is concerned. Mm -hmm. um, no such thing as being too weird for us. We're weird people. So we'll, <laughs> we'll just... you, may, you may regret that, Ken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man.
All right. Thanks, yeah. Kit. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get on with our regular show that we're going to do. And once again, I'll show the EP. No glare. EP3. <laughs> uh, some people think the title was clever. Me personally, eh, you know, I, I like a different title, but uh, we're talking about the music, not the title, right? So we've got four tracks on this to discuss. And um, this is the third EP, you might have guessed by the title. And uh, there were uh, other EPs, Zoom In, in uh, March of 2021. And then six months later, in September of 2021, Ringo put out Change the World. And that was six months apart. Now, this one, the third one, we're getting a year later. Um, But I thought before we started, you know, um, I would just run it by you three and get some feelings. There's been some controversy. Uh, You know, at first it was a Everybody was excited at the idea. Oh, Ringo's doing EPs. That's cool, you know. But then people, as we're getting more and more, people are saying, hmm, you know, uh, why doesn't he just save these for an album? And uh, they're also wondering, some people are, uh, this winds up costing more money, they say. As you go along, you got to buy these, you know, three times what you could put on one album. And I was just wondering, any thoughts uh, you might have, anybody? chime in i i don't really mind the the ep format i i mean it's you know it means we get more music from him you know more often uh it's kind of a you know it's kind of a nice thing i mean we don't have to wait for months or not months but years uh in you know in between each album so you know it's it's kind of a kind of a treat in a way to uh, to get them uh, you know, get it once a year now. Um, and uh, I know, you know, a lot of the complaints have been about the price, you know, that in so many, now I get, admittedly, I get the MP3 version and it's a lot cheaper, <laughs> I will admit. Uh, so I, I don't get the CD. So I, I'm not sure, I forget how much the CD is. Um, but I don't know, you know, I mean, there, there are some legitimate, there are some legitimate complaints about that. Um, but I don't know. I've, I've been kind of enjoying the, the EP format um, because you get music more often. So, you know, so I, I don't object. Uh, me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Anyone else? Yeah, I think um, this is pretty much almost the same amount in quantity song-wise that Ringo would do if he put out albums because he would release an album once every two years. Here we have the span of, you know, under two years and we have between three EPs, 13 songs. I definitely understand about the price thing, but I also think that um, it's kind of smart in a business way for him to do this because every time he puts out an EP, he can get publicized for it. He can give interviews. His name is out there more. You know, he can plug this. He can plug the all-star band. I only wish that for someone who seems to be so proud of these new songs, he'd go out there and perform them with the all-star band. Um, but no, I don't really mind this. You know, I, I think he feels like once he has four songs done, great. I can put something out now. He doesn't have to wait yeah. till he finishes an entire album. 
And also you got to realize things were a little bit different because of COVID. Um, he couldn't have all these musicians in his studio at the same time or visiting right. him. So a lot of the things that he recorded were sent to him digitally that he had to put together that way. It made it easier for him. He's been doing a lot of work with his co-producer, Bruce Sugar. And if you look, he's not teaming up with all the people from all the, the post-Mark Hudson albums, with the exception of someone like Steve Lukather, who's been playing tremendous guitar on these songs and co-writing many of them. But, um, you know, I don't know if that's a factor, but it makes things a lot easier if he could do things with less people. He could probably do things, he's got his own studio. Yep. So um, once he gets four songs done, he figures, hey, this is good enough to come out this way. And if we get the same amount quantity wise, I'm okay with it. I'm grateful for anything he puts out at this point. He's 82 uh -huh. years old, he doesn't have to do this, he doesn't have to tour. So everything we get at this stage is icing on the cake, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Susan here in the comments says, one good thing I found with the EP format is that I get to know the songs much better. And that's, that's true, that's a, you know, <laughs> that is true. Uh, and I, I was yeah. thinking, though, you know, EP stands for extended play, you know, when they used to have 45 RPMs with an A and B side, you got two songs. So they put out maybe four songs and call it an extended play or an EP. Some people have pointed out, it's a good point, I think, that in a way, these CDs are not EPs, but for CDs, they're they're shorter than a CD <laughs> when it comes to SPs, short, short and play, right. <laughs> really, when you yeah. think about it. But, uh, hey, just wanted to cover that. And Well, uh, let me, uh, I got yeah, two cents so. I got to throw in, too. Um, Price-wise, look, CD, physical media is not selling as well as it used to. So you got to understand that these companies are in the money-making business, and they're going to try to make money <laughs> anywhere they can now could Ringo say something and change the price maybe not you know it's not I remember you know watching that Tom Petty uh documentary Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers documentary a few years back and he actually sued his record company for because they wanted to raise the price um and he got them to not raise the price which you know which is pretty amazing now is Ringo gonna do that probably not but um but, you know, this has been happening for years. I, you know, we talked about this before, Joe. Um, when those Soprano DVDs came out, were, came out in the early 2000s, they were charging $100 a season for those. Right. $100. Right. Now, yeah, now I love me some Sopranos, but, you know, was it really worth $100 uh, for the, for yes. a, you know, no, per season? No, no. <laughs> no but I, I mean, I got you. Now yeah. you can get the whole series for maybe yeah. sixty dollars. Yeah, I got the yeah. I got the the whole series on Blu-ray for eighty for I think for under ninety dollars. Wow, you know? I got it for sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that definitely, definitely the case. And Ringo, I don't believe you know Ringo has anything to do with the price, right? You know directly, and uh, you know without naming figures, I know Tom got got it for I got ten ninety nine. Well, okay, ten ninety nine, and I I got it twelve ninety nine, and you know, anyway, if you, you know, that's a personal choice if you want it or not, you know, yeah. um, if, if some people are frustrated because they say, but I really do want it. That's the problem. I collect these. Right. I want them. But, you know, I don't know. But the, the price of, a, of lunch one day, I 
I don't know, skip right. lunch for a day well, or two. Well, we can't. I mean, the foreign markets, Joe, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, that's out of our hands. I mean, all we can do is just feel yeah, bad yeah, for our foreign yeah. market friends. I mean, if if they're, I mean, if yeah. their price is higher than, you know, I mean, again, that shipping, you know, yeah. the yeah. foreign market is a whole other, a whole other yeah. story. Yeah. You know, it's expensive. But um, all right, well, I'd like to get into. Okay. Hold on. As George Harrison once said, it's what you value. Yeah, you, go. Value, you know what I mean? I have a problem with the price of all these box sets that have come out, you know, from the solo Beatles and the Beatles, except the Lennon ones, which I think, you know, you get a lot more for your money with the Lennon right. book. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, I don't hear people complaining that much about the price of the box sets. And I think oh, that well, I do. the Oliver box <laughs> are expensive. Well, yeah. Yeah. Lennon and, I want to see people also complain about their other favorite artists too. When yeah. they're when that box set comes out and they're paying two hundred dollars for the latest Metallica box set, I want to yeah. hear those people complain too. You yeah. know? Yeah. All right. Woo. <laughs> All right. Let's have some fun now. <laughs> Let's lighten the mood. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the music. I thought the way I go about this is pretty basic. We'll just pick start each song by song and go around. That's what I'd like to do. I, I like to just mention something about the first track, World Go Round, which, of course, we already talked about in the past, and I, I've done a video on it. And I went on record as saying uh, that for World Go Round, I didn't really think much of it. I didn't think it was terrible or anything. It was okay, you know. And um, But it was, again, to me, the typical Ringo formula these days, you know, uh, uh, life can be confusing. Be careful what you're using is a line that I thought was clever in it. But uh, it was written by Steve Lukather and Joseph Williams. Uh, but it has Ringoisms in it. We're all in this together. You know, carry on, that whole kind of thing. Uh, and what I want to say about it before we start is that when I got the CD, and I, I'd heard it the first time online, you know, I played it a couple of times when it came out, it was dropped. As soon as I put the CD on, bang, I loved the sound of it. Hmm. I was like, is this the same song that I didn't really care too much for? Because it hit me right this time. And I wound up really enjoying it, you know, for high energy, uh, you know, up tempo. Uh, all these songs are kind of up tempo, I think. Um, and uh, the guitar work is, well, I like the guitar work anyway. I guess Steve Lukather uh, is doing it. You know, um, just uh, it really hit me this time as like, yeah, it's not one of his greatest songs. I, I wouldn't say that. But uh, yeah, I said, well, I don't know how I didn't enjoy it the first time because this time I thoroughly did on the CD. So let's start with uh, talking about world go around any uh, you know how you feel now i think i'll start with you tom just begin what do you think uh, thank you um yeah you know didn't listen to it you know i heard some of it in passing um didn't really pay much attention to it. i'm kind of guy that wants to get the cd first before i listen to any tracks i still haven't listened to the tax man thing yet but i'm just because i'm just going to wait until uh you know the box comes out but you know um Lukather, Joseph Williams, you know, Lukather has been a staple for Ringo now for a while. And, you know, I appreciate what um, his, his writings for him, but it, it just seems to me it's like a staple. I mean, Ringo, it's a, it's a process where it's not a process, but it's, a, it's almost kind of like you got to write 
certain lyrics for Ringo. You know what I mean? And and this is the kind of thing that they're writing for Ringo. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it almost feels like, you know, in order for Ringo to do these songs, they got to have a certain message in them or certain meaning. And I get this kind of like real go round is almost kind of like weight of the world to me in a way in a little bit. I'm not saying that it's the equal or anything like that. It just kind of got like this, you know, giving a younger person advice kind of thing. That's just what, how, you know, I look at it. Um, do we want to talk about auto tune now? Or, I mean, can we all say that? I still don't, I still don't notice it, but by all means. I notice <laughs> it on every single song on, on yeah, here. Many, um, most people do. Most yeah. But there's also you. You mentioned one of the lines in there, and there's one here that I that I like too. Is uh, we can try to rise above. It only takes a little love. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the kind of thing we're we're you know getting now. I mean, these last you know EPs and the, maybe the last you know four or five six Ringo uh, albums is it's we're getting these kinds of lyrics, and it's almost like mandatory that you know every song that he sings or not every song but i'm saying at least one or two songs on the album or p has to have this kind of thing in it which again is not terrible um when it's a good song obviously we've, we've had a lot of these messages for ringo when they're really good songs i mean but this song it's good i'm not gonna i mean i don't think it's 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 great but um it's a good little opening rocker from ringo yeah and the um you know even when I complain about, uh, oh, it's the same old kind of sentiments and things, they're positive sentiments. We need right. these positive yeah. sentiments. They're good Agreed. things. Yeah. It's just that it's just repetitious is all, you know, not that it's not a good thing, you know. Right, right. Um, I agree. Okay. Uh, Ken, I'll go with you next. What do you think? Well, it's kind of funny what Tom was saying there because I was thinking the same thing. It, it, it doesn't seem to matter whether or not Ringo writes these songs or someone writes it for him. Mm -hmm. They all seem to be very positive songs. And I, I doubt that Ringo is saying to these other people, make sure this must be a positive message here in the song or not. But it just seems like a lot of his stuff is that way. And I have no problem with it. Okay. I do think that, you know, after the post Mark Hudson period, when he was writing with all these different people from Dave Stewart to um, Richard Marks, Van Dyke Parks, Gary Burr, Peter Frampton on one song, you know, the subject matter varied a lot. And I found that music to be more interesting for that reason. Hmm. But there's nothing wrong with Ringo being this super positive person and putting that into his music. It does get repetitious, but yet I still like the songs. Hmm. I really, you know, I was understanding when you put out that first video, Joe, about, about World Go Around, same old, same old, you kept saying, and I was thinking the same thing. And it was very repetitious too, especially that chorus. But you know, I had the same reaction when I played the CD. Man, does this song kick right in. Mm -hmm. And it's got, it, it's really, you know, it's, it's produced so well. And you hear Ringo's drums loud and clear, which is one of the things that I love about this EP. And a lot of the stuff that Bruce Sugar has produced with Ringo. Um, I like the message and you could say you know, some of the same things differently in each song. You know, Ringo these days writes about peace and love. He writes about hope. You can turn your life around, those kind of songs. And that's what World Go Around is. And it's effective and it's done really well. And what I like a lot about this particular song is um, I love Steve Lukather's guitar work. He does a great guitar solo before the end of the song. Um, and 
I might as well say this because I'll probably say it for all four songs. Those background singers, boy. Oh, yeah. Yes. They work for Ringo. Yes, they do. We've been we've been they saying do. that for the EPs for three yeah. EPs. Yeah. yeah. Love I, them. I wouldn't mind if he did a duet with one of them or something. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Let one of them do the lead vocal and he'll just drum. You know, for some reason, I never thought, with the exception of going all the way back to something like "Oh My My." You know, uh, yeah. female background vocals work with Ringo's vocals. Yeah. And I think they add so much to these songs, all of them. But, Especially uh, Zelma. Yeah, yeah. Zelma Davis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also mentioned that there was a video that was made for Will Go Around, yes. which is just like all the other recent ones of him in the studio working with the band. But you get to see Ringo on just about every fill that he does. And it's so cool to watch him do this. And it sounds great. Like I said, his drums sound fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, it's one of the things I love about the recent productions of, of Ringo stuff. But I think it's, I don't know if I'd call this a great song, but I think it's a very good song. And it's better than, a, than my first impression of it. This is why I never review anything after one or two listens. Yeah, and as I say, you know, but yeah, you, you, again, if I could defend myself with that, the thing is, when you have like a channel or something, you, you, I still call it first impression. I may use the word review when I do it, folks, because, you know, catches the eye and more review. But it's really a first impression. And I try to say that in it. But I, I know you know, sometimes I, see um, I don't want to give too much away what I think of the whole CD for those who haven't heard now. So I won't say the next line. I, I'll get to it later. But, uh, yeah, you, sometimes songs reward well, a lot of times with repeated listens, um, especially if, for me, if there's an inkling of a, of a good song in there, if I think it's good, sounds like promising, maybe don't love it right away, but mm -hmm. I know it's, 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 it's going to be a grower, you know? All right. So Kit, that uh, brings us to you. Yeah. What do you think of, uh, at this moment of world go around? Well, I mean, I'll, you know, positives first, I'll say, uh, yes, guitar, Steve Lukather's guitar in this is great, uh, you know, ripping solos, uh, Ringo's drumming on this and, and the other tracks, I, I agree with you, Ken, they sound, I mean, the, the mix on his drum sounds great, uh, you know, it hits him as hard as ever, he's always mm. just, you know, nails it, um, you know, I, I mean, that, it, and, and it, what is he now 82 uh you know just incredible for for 82 um and also agree uh background singers i mean it's just amazing how much these background singers contribute to almost all the tracks i mean they, they just are are you know just uh, they're pros i mean they they really are um you know this one and i will probably be saying this for this and the other two tracks um, you know, I, I just think he's got to start working with some new collaborators. I, I mean, with a, a new songwriters, I mean, this one, you know, nothing wrong with positive messages. I mean, absolutely nothing wrong with that, but you know, it's just kind of, we've heard this stuff before and yeah. I, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, I mean, the sentiments are great, but I, I really like to hear him expand the themes and you know i mean it's it's just um not just for me it's still and i gave this several listens i mean the the chorus 
is, you know, it's a bit catchy, particularly when these things are, we all make the world go round and round and round. I mean, that, that has a little catchiness to it. But other than that, I mean, it's, you know, again, we all must work together to create, you know, a better world. And, and you know, I know things are tough, but we can all do this. Get, you, know, you know, you just said he's done this before again and again and again. And um, I, I just, you know, and I know he didn't write this, um, you know, Steve Lukather and, uh, and his co-writer did. And I just think, you know, I just kept thinking you've done this before. <laughs> and, uh, and no. you know, I, you know, I, I just thought, and he's done it better, you know, before too. And, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't bad. I, I mean, I didn't hate it or anything like that, but, I, it just made me think more and more. He's got to work with some different people. You know, I think he's got to collaborate with some new songwriters and, and change, you know, change up his sound, change up the subject matter. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I concur. Even though I'm enjoying it, I'd, I'd like it to be a little jump-started in a way, too. A little yeah. change, change, even for the better. I don't know if we're going to go how inclined he is at this age to do that. You know, he's not changing his all-star band lineup, you know, mm-hmm. for a long time. I, you know, and I like everybody in there. As much you know. as we say that, I, I just think he's in a happy place right now. And I think he's enjoying, you know, the, the, the few people he is working with. And I think... That it's gonna. I mean, yeah, you're right. I think he does need to collaborate with other people, but you know, again, I, I just think he's in a happy place and he's gonna, you know, work with who he wants to. I mean, well, because you know, on the re- like uh, revolver, I just yeah. thinking of revolver as you're talking about songs and changing it up. Like you can have like Good Day Sunshine, yeah. You can have mm-hmm. For No One, mm-hmm. right? Yep. right? Eleanor Rigby. You can have I'm Only Sleeping about, you know, I want to sleep. I mean, just different, <laughs> you know topics you know um and moods yeah you know, exactly because be, i'm not be saying nice. you know don't sing any more songs about peace and love i don't want to hear any more about that <laughs> yeah. topic well, I one per ep I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean just just one just one you know we got that ringo we love it but what just one just want to hear if you have trouble staying awake at night if you fall asleep <laughs> you know i mean what kind of you know what do you think about it Eating kale? Do you love kale? I know you like kale. You don't. You don't eat pizza. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I loved your like. You know, all of his past songs. You know, he had he would do some great. You know, funny. You know, he had some great humorous tunes. I mean, yeah. you know, that kind mm. of stuff. Oh, teach me I, the, I mean, tango, yeah, the tango I, song. Teach me the tango. Yeah, Oop. exactly. I mean, you know that that kind of. I'd love to hear, and I just felt like on this EP there wasn't enough of that. You know, so yeah. Okay, uh, he's written, yes. you know, through the years, but he needs to mm-hmm. either go back and work with some of those same people or work with new people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to the second track, Everyone and Everything, which is written by Linda Perry. And I really loved the song from the last EP that she wrote, uh, Coming Undone. That was my favorite uh track off change the world ep so um okay so we got this one here uh track number two ken what do you think of everyone and everything um you know of the four songs this is probably for me the weakest one um i think it's produced extremely well the drums kick right in right in your face i love that 
Um, another song where the message is that the world has problems yeah. and needs changing today. Yep. Um, this is a song that even though I've listened to the CP a lot, it doesn't stick in my brain. I don't yeah, really yeah. remember how it goes after so many listens, but I still like the message. I think it's an okay song. It's actually a little bit too short a song for me. It ends a little bit too soon for me. Um, but again, produced extremely well, and I love the backing vocals on it. Um, and actually, Linda Perry did the production for that mm -hmm. song, it says. But um, it's, it's okay. It's an okay song. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, that's better than a bad song, right? <laughs> okay. Kit, you're up. What do you think? Yeah, this is, this is a song that was really disappointing because I, you know, when I saw this was Linda Perry writing it i thought okay you know it's coming undone was one of my favorites too mm -hmm. uh from from the previous so, so i thought yeah this this will be good and um yeah i mean again it was kind of the same you know the same old uh you know uh i mean like show an act of kindness don't expect it back we need we can learn to be forgiving maybe teach someone the same everything is changing uh today and you know again just just let's make the world a better place and i and, and that sounds so cynical oh let's make the world a better place blah 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 <laughs> i mean you know again it's a nice to have positive messages but it's it's just the the same you know the same message um i mean in the bridge it's it's kind of um you know, Ringo seems to be having fun, uh, and it's kind of fun, you know, saying, come on, brothers and sisters, let's change it up, and, you know, and clapping along, and I mean, it's, it's nice to hear him, you know, having some fun, um, but it's, yeah, it's, as you said, Ken, it's just not very memorable, um, and, you know, and, and in fact, that, that bridge sounds like the song could have been a little more fun. I mean, in the, you know, in the middle where they're kind of clapping and sing along, I mean, it could have been something different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just not, you know, memorable. And, and I guess I knew it was, I, I cringed when I heard that first line, everybody, where you at? Like, thought, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, this is not. No, this is not going to be promising. <laughs> it sounds like but, she's writing for Ringo to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and once again, I, I, you know, Tom, you touched on this a little bit, the first song. Yeah, the, the, the auto tune for me on this album was off the charts. I mean, I really, really noticed it. I mean, and the kind of echo on his voice. Right. Um, you know, it just sounded very processed. Uh, to me and I'm not expecting his voice to be perfect I mean nobody right. does mm. you know his voice I mean you know he never had an absolutely you know perfect pitch you know super strong voice I mean it was you know it's a fine voice but I mean you know you don't need to layer it with that much you know um production and and make it absolutely flawless nobody wants that I, I just think, yeah, they're overdoing it. In my in my opinion, they're overdoing it with the auto-tune stuff. I got to listen okay. more carefully because to me, I hear the auto-tune on Let's Be Friends. I don't really hear it as much on the other songs. Yeah, big time on Let's Be Friends. I'm still yeah, glad right. that I don't decipher it that easily, you know? <laughs> uh, you, you know. Tom and I have been through this so many times. It's like <laughs> rinse and repeat. Right. But, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I don't doubt it's there. I'm just glad 
that it doesn't become like to the point where I'm like, oh, gee, the robotic auto tune, you know? Yeah. See, for I, me, I, you it's know, just I don't like really get it. Screeching out right? blackboard. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I'm glad. Uh, Tom, so what do you think? Everyone well, and everything. Yeah. Like Kit mentioned, like, you know, when, when I saw Linda Perry, I was like really excited because I think she's becoming a really, um, a real talent for Ringo. I mean, and Ken, you mentioned that about, you know, writing for, uh, I think we talked about that writing for Ringo or whatever, but I think this kind of, again, is we're writing for Ringo. Maybe, like you said, maybe he doesn't do a pep talk, you know, with these artists, with these writers, <laughs> like, it's like, okay, you know, you got to have this and you got to have this in it. Maybe he's not doing that, but I think those artists that are writing for him knows that he wants, maybe knows yeah, that they he know. wants maybe. those kind of songs and he reacts to those kind of songs and again, which is fine. Um, but again, like Ken, like you said, I, the first thing that jumped out to me was the drumming. I thought, I think this is some of his, uh, the drumming on this particular track. I liked a little bit better than maybe some of the others. I just thought it was a really good, uh, powerful uh, drum track from, from Ringo. Uh, I do like... <laughs> You know, we talk about these lyrics, but I, I do like, you know, show an act of kindness, don't expect it back. I mean, it's just a nice thing, you know, yeah, which is good. But then you get, then you get every, like you said, Ken, everything needs changing today. You know, then you get, then you're back to, you know, square one <laughs> with these songs. I will say, oh, you know, with these four songs, I, I think music wise, I think that's really the best thing about, you know, this, this EP uh is is you know is is the music but uh but again it's it's you know another kind of changing song but it's it's again maybe it's the weakest track of of the four i could i think i could go with that but i don't hate it either Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, um i i think it's it's the weakest track having said that i still think it's a nice song i i mean i liked it enough you know it's probably my least favorite of the four um you know and i made notes here of the back background vocals i, I liked on this one you know in general on the whole thing right you know linda, uh, linda perry sings as well you know as well billy valentine zelma davis and maya Tykes. Mm-hmm. um yeah you know um this is a good time for me to say what i was i was kind of hinting at before um i i liked everything on first listen which doesn't always happen I liked all four of these on first listen, and that's what I was kind of saying, that I, I think this has a lot of growth potential for me. Once I liked everything, it's only going to get better, you know? I mean, if I just can't stand the song, uh, well, it, it has happened. It has happened where I can't stand the song and I wind up liking it. I'll just name one. Deep, deep feeling. You know? <laughs> yeah. Party. There's one yeah, that I, I did. I mean, I was like, you got to be kidding me with this. <laughs> and it just goes on and, on. and I didn't know what he was what he was going for. And then I started getting into the ambiance and the changes and all that. That's another, uh, you know, for another show. Right. Mm. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's the second one. Uh, now, number three, we have the song Let's Be Friends. Written by Bruce Sugar and Sam Hollander. All right. And Kid, I'm going to start with you for this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you beat me to it uh, in, in, the, in the context of this. Well, I'll tell you, I will admit the first time I heard this, I 
really didn't like us. <laughs> when I no, heard no, no, that, no. Yeah, no. yeah, when I, I mean, when I heard the yeah, 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 I thought, yeah. oh no, no, Same no, here. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Same here. I was like, oh. I thought, oh, that is really, really not good. Um, you know, I, I will say, you know, when I listened to it several other times, I mean, the the beat is, you know, it's it's catchy. Definitely those the the backing singers add a lot mm-hmm. to it. Um, you know, I, I I think they really add the the spice to it. Um, as you said, Ken, you really hear the auto tune in this one. Um, you know, I did though find myself as I was listening to it a couple more times, tapping my foot to the chorus. I mean, you know, the, the, uh, not the yeah, 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 yeah part, but, um, but the, uh, you know, sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down, down, let's, you know, and I found myself, uh, despite my <laughs> forcing myself <laughs> not to, I, I was tapping my foot. Um, and, you know, it's, it's catchy in its own way, but, you know, the lyrics are pretty, you know, they're kind of simple, I, I thought, and, uh, you know, kind of simplistic. And I don't know, maybe that's what they were going for, for a sing-along quality, um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not expecting super deep lyrics here, but, uh, and they even got in Peace and Love, they even got that, and when I, Peace and the Love, they even got it in. They got, got it in. in. Yeah. And, you know, and I get it, it's, it's you know, let's be friends peace and love can turn it around and around let's be friends it's again it's hey let's all be friends and you know make the world a better place let's bring laughter and love and you know and they're fine i mean you know again that's a nice enough message but i think part of it for me was just the lyrics just really got in the way for me i mean not just the yeah 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 part uh but that that didn't help you're three for three yeah. tonight there kit yeah exactly it, get, it gets it gets a little better it gets a little better at the end well you know i got i'm gonna chime in and say you know i like this song uh, when i first heard it i like the chorus like you mentioned the chorus mm-hmm. i was thinking that i mean let's get i almost want to sing it but you know <laughs> let's get up down shake it out take yeah. it to the ocean yeah it's very catchy mm-hmm. and all that bit whenever they do that kind of that that, that part it's very very much fun i find this a, a very fun track when i first heard the yeah 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 man i was i was cringing i'm like oh it's, it's cringy i'm like my god it's so ridiculous and silly now i can't live without it yeah i love the song it, you know it, it's maybe either my favorite song on on this or my second favorite we'll find out you know i haven't decided yet but i really love this one myself mm-hmm. i think this is a real uh upbeat fun song uh and i love the yeah 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 mm-hmm. it's stuck in my head <laughs> you know and now you know as ken often says well it can't be bad if it's stuck in your head right. um i'd still disagree on that sometimes but this one i like all right so uh i'm gonna put it to tom next tom what do you what do you think uh kit uh I like this one. <laughs> I, I listen. I agree with you a hundred percent on the lyrics, but again, it's the music for me and the yeah, yeah, yeahs that that just do it for me okay, on, on, on right. this song. And, and yeah, but that's fine. I mean, I got it written down right here too. I mean, the yeah, yeah, yeahs was annoying at first, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> but 
somehow, you know, after 10 listens, <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> I only heard it like two or three times. Oh, I've been listening to this mm-hmm. thing nonstop since Friday. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, you know, the piece of love can turn it around and around. Yeah, we know. But I do like <laughs> I do like the you want to sit and stir the pot till it boils. I'm a self-proclaimed pot stirrer myself, so I kind of dug that <laughs> oh. song. Well, uh, dug, okay. dug that lyric now, a it, bit. now it can be told. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, some some cool guitar work from Lukather on this one. It's not your average, you know, Lukather guitar solo. I really, uh, really dug what he did for this track. Mm-hmm. So that being said, it, it is my favorite of the first three. Ah, I know where okay. we're going. <laughs> I know okay. where we're going with the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I, I know it's because it's not like they're saying yeah, like the Beatles. Yeah. It's, like, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For a little variety. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, Ken. So let's hear what you have to say about let's be friends. It's kind of like, you know, what uh all of you have been saying, but you know. Part of the magic of Ringo's music in general is that a lot of his songs melodically are very simple, but they're effective. And you hear it a few times and it stays in your head and, you know, you're surprised at something this simple you could like. And such is the case with this song. Yeah, um, the first time I heard the yeah, 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 yeahs, I was annoyed by it. And it does, <laughs> it does stay in your head. They also snuck in, not just peace and love, but all together now. Oh, oh yeah. How about that? Yeah. But good eye. I think it's very good. Um, and Bruce Sugar wrote this with Sam Hollander, mm-hmm. who continues to do work with Ringo, we should point out, because he's the one that gave us Teach Teach Me to Tango yeah. and um Better Days, which is a great song. I love Better Days. And Teach Me to Tango was great too. And yeah, Teach Me to Tango. He also oh, good, wrote Thank God for Music. Mm-hmm. So uh, too. <laughs> I'm glad to see. I'd like to see Sam Holland do new more work with with Ringo. Yeah. You know, more like Teach Me to Tango. Yes, and something like this. So, yeah, it's it's a very good song. You know, I have no problem with any of the songs here on the EP. They go from good to re- very good. So, now, can I add oh. to that uh, one little thing that I'm confused by, and I wish you know, hopefully Bruce Sugar could. Uh, elaborate on this one day and see you know on the in the credits it says horn arrangements by bruce sugar and i'm curious if those are fake horns or um uh, because if he yeah. if normally when he has any kind of brass on there you know actual people doing it they would be in the credits so i'm kind of curious i mean is he a, is he a horn player bruce sugar i don't know i mean but uh i'm, I'm not curious sure you know on world go round there are the sounds of horns on there and that mm. has to be from a synthesizer because i the, thought so. right yeah yeah and you can see in the video there's a guy playing the the piano okay. and right at that moment when there are horns so i okay. think it's something that was done on a synthesizer um, yeah mm. okay there you go all right mm-hmm. all right uh so i guess uh that brings us to the last song on the album uh it's called free your soul and uh, if I'm right, this is the only one that Ringo had a, had a co-write on, mm-hmm. along with Bruce Sugar. And uh, to me, and to a lot of people I'm talking to, this is the surprise of this package. Yes. So 
I don't know who to start with then. Uh, yeah, I don't know who to, who to start with. Uh, Tom, start. I don't know. You know, we, we talk about wishing he would do something different. Well, I almost spit out my Coke when the song came <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> and even if even, <laughs> even if this song didn't work i would be happy with it because he's almost kind of like going out of his comfort zone with this you know and, and maybe he's maybe he's fine comfortable in that zone but what i'm saying is is we just don't get that a lot from ringo um on his albums or eps and um I think, you know, the people he has with him, with Dave Kaz and, and Jose Antonio Rodriguez, you know, doing their bit, I think that's it. They're great. I will ask, would this song be better if it was just one or the other or both? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, is it too busy with the nylon guitar and the saxophone in here? Oh, I don't think you so. You know what I mean? It's just questions. It's just questions. Don't, don't, don't fret, people. I, I love this song. <laughs> okay. It's just the question. Yeah. However, um, it is the best song on EP. Um, does anybody feel like his vocals are kind of buried a little bit? Um, the first time I heard it, I kind of thought so, but the, with after repeat uh, listenings, I think they're kind of like mixed evenly with with the music. Um, but it did sound a little uh, um, down a little bit. Uh, I love the you know, let's dance with the summer breezes, moonlight shines on your face and freezes. Great, great lyric. Uh, I, I think that's good. Um, but yeah, this is by hand, by far the best song on the, um, on the, uh, EP. And I say, Ringo, please more, more yeah. of this, you know, if you want to do, uh, you know, something different, another genre of music, please try it. And you know what, if it works great, if it doesn't work, at least you tried something. And, and I'm very proud of you for doing that. So, uh, best song on the, uh, on the EP. Okay. Uh, high praise from Tom. Ken, what do you say? This was the jewel of the four songs, without a doubt. And as much as I hate labels, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing the introduction of the song and I'm saying, smooth jazz. What yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. It, it right. sounds like the beginning of um, Smooth Operator from Shadow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it, you know, Ringo doing jazz. Right. Who would have thought, you know, and it's got a really nice Latin vibe to it. And those two musicians that you mentioned, Tom, Dave Kaz and Jose Antonio Rodriguez playing the nylon guitar, they add so much to it. It's really nice. It's very relaxing. It's so different. The only criticism I would make of this EP is something you just mentioned, Tom. There are times when I feel that, you know, I wish Ringo's vocals were pushed up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't say they're buried but they could have been a little bit hotter. And, you know, between that and adding a little bit of reverb, sometimes I just wish, you know, I, I love Ringo's voice the way it is. <laughs> Blemishes and all, I don't care. I like, I like Ringo's voice. Um, so that's, that's all that I could say. It's such a well-produced song. Yeah. Four songs are so well-produced. Um, it's one of the biggest highlights of this EP is the production behind it. But yeah. to hear Ringo do something so, so different, I mean, this really is, is the closest he's come to jazz. I mean, he did Las Brisas, yeah. <laughs> Ringo's Rodrigo viewer, but that was really, that was kind of more Latin than anything else. Um, but yeah, give me more of this stuff, Ringo, yeah. any day, 
you know? Yeah, uh, you know, it's sad, that, you know, as I often say when we talk about some of these records, that uh, people are missing out, you know? You, you miss it, you think, oh, Ringo, oh, Ringo with another EP, yeah. You know, this is a great song. This is a beautiful song for Ringo. It's something so different, and what a pleasant surprise. I, you know, I, I'm concurring with everything. I think it may be the best track track on the album. You know that, and I also, you know, like the "Let's Be Friends" a lot. But um, this might be the best. Okay, so Kit, give us your thoughts. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> this is this is yeah. This is you know this redeemed the EP for me uh, because yeah, I mean from the as you said, Ken, from the moment those sax notes hit, no, I just thought, whoa. This is Ringo, but, but that's great. You know, it was great to hear him get out of his comfort zone. Uh, Yeah. Loved the Latin feel, the track. Uh, I think it was Susan uh, who mentioned earlier in the comments. Yeah. The percussion on this track was just, just, you know, really nice. Um, The guitar, uh, the classical guitar was just gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Dave Cos, what can you say? I mean, he's just always, you know, just that, is that sensual kind of sax uh, style and you know the lyrics are are just you know really romantic and and uh you know just a uh you know great song and uh you know and Ringo yeah I mean this is totally not what you would expect from him but it sounds terrific and uh I you know I will definitely next time we go back to Turks and Caicos I will bring this uh with <laughs> me on my iPod on the beach nice. <laughs> a great beach song uh but yeah. yeah this this is what i want you know i want him to get out of his you know get out of this rut and, and you know experiment like this with with some you know collaborating with some different musicians and uh you know and try some different styles and as you said tom if they you know maybe they wouldn't all work equally and but that's okay you know, I mean, at least you're you're experimenting. You know, I'm not saying, you know, go out and do a rap album or something. I mean, don't don't go overboard. But uh, but I mean, you know, do something like do some more country, do some, you know, because right. he sounds great doing that. Um, you know, you can try some some different things. He's done some reggae, which I, yeah. you know, it doesn't it, it's been a little hit or miss with that. But I appreciate him doing it. I mean, it's it's you know, it's fun to hear. So, yeah. No question, as you all said, this was the highlight of, of the EP. And um, I would love to hear him do more things like this. No yeah. doubt about it. Sounds really natural with a song like this. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. It was, it, was, it was wonderful. You know, the candlelight was, song, get the fire going, you know. Yeah, let's go. Uh, light, it, light those candles tonight after you get, get off this. Yeah, not a bad Let's idea. do it. Yeah, um, I was just picturing myself yeah, sitting on the beach with a rum punch and ready to go. <laughs> the famous rum punch. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this just occurred to me, too. I'm always thinking this. This this release will mark, if I got it right, 61 years that there's been Beatles music or solo Beatles music wow. every year. There's been at least, you know, one single by one of the Beatles, uh, you know, from I always go by Inchy Sweet and Cry for a Shadow in 61. And every year, because I did this once, you know, I so there's something every year. We're missing any years. There were some lean years. 77, you got Mull of Kintyre and Ringo the Fourth. You know, there was some lean years. 85 was a lean year. Yeah. But. Uh, well, no, yeah. You want. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's, there's something like, there's something every year, which I just think is interesting. Well, 
Anyway, one question I was wondering now that we're at the end of it, um, the three EPs. Now the question is, I guess I'll go with the order because the order of the screen is different here than I'm noticing from what I'm seeing. Uh, Kit, out of the three EPs, how would you rank them? Oh, man. This is a tough question. I put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just put me on the spot. No problem. Um, let's see. I think probably I would rank uh, probably, I don't know. I think zoom in, I would rank as number one. Um, you know, I really, really like that one. Uh, maybe change the yeah probably actually probably the the rank them the, the the not intentionally but the the order that they came out um and now do you think of it yeah i still think i zoom in is my favorite uh still so i would say zoom in change the world and ep3 i i, I oh, think okay. i would rank this at the lowest and then uh yeah change the world and number one zoom in okay uh tom what do you think number three Change the world. Mm. Number two, EP3. Number one, zoom in. And that would be my order. And thank you for saving me the trouble having to get get them. Yeah, I, I feel this one is the uh, second best. Zoom in and then this one. Uh, Ken, how about you? Same thing as yours and Tom's. Three would be change the world. Two would be EP3. One would be zoom in. Oh, I stand alone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. Well, <laughs> any, any final thoughts anybody have on the? Uh, uh, like I said, musically, I think this is fantastic. Uh, lyrically, you know, it leaves a little left to be desired. But again, mad props for him. You know, changing it up on on track four. Um. The auto-tune thing, I, I, I think it's, I've been hearing it myself gradually more and more as these albums and, and EPs have been uh, progressing, but uh, that's just my ears. But all in all, you know, keep them coming. Well, Susan was asking, and this is a question I've heard before, does anyone think Ringo will combine these three EPs into a one LP? And that, if that happens, is going to be quite a controversy. I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I hope he doesn't, because if he does, <laughs> they're going to hear the end of it. Some kind of report that was going to happen before this third EP came out. There was talk about that. Uh, yeah, you're right. But I did hear that. And then, now yeah, now that you're saying it, it was it was almost like kind of official, officially unofficial or something. Yeah. Unofficially official. There's Tony, any rumblings about it. Tony, everything on the planet, everything that people sell is a cash grab. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Please stop, folks, with the cash grab. I made videos on that, rent videos, you know, mm -hmm. uh, since the beginning of time. The idea is that they put things out in business to try to get money, try to make money. Been doing that since they had business, since the silent era, era days of films and movies and posters. They want to get your money. They don't come in and actually grab it from you. You give it to them. You give it to them. So as Steve Martin said in The Jerk. It's a profit deal. <laughs> uh, uh, All right. And, and Ed Chen, hello, Ed. Ed says, uh, Ringo already said he would. You know, I'm not trying to say face, but Ken was bringing it up, too. In the back of my head, and I think Kit said, too, 
we think we remember hearing something about that. Yeah, that yeah I don't remember saying, hearing that. But, I do. I mean, yeah. it does it then, you know, I, I better hear people complain about that like they complained about the McCartney 123. Yep. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, you know, there will, there will be, there, you know, there'll be a lot of complaints. That's why I'm hoping I don't have to deal with it in my comment sections of my, <laughs> my videos. It's never going to stop. Yep. Okay, uh, and Tim Allen, that's a very good point. Without money being made, music goes away. Yep. Um, people think sometimes, well, I'll vote with my wallet. You know, if you don't, not interested, and you say, well, this is too expensive. I'm just not going to buy it. I can wash my hands of it. But I think they interpret that to companies as nobody wants physical media also sometimes. Nobody's interested anymore in these things. Nobody's buying them. So it could come back to bite you yep. in a way. So yep. on that note, um, what's the next step to find out where we can be reached, I guess? Yes, indeed. Go ahead, Kit. All right. Well, first of all, uh, you can reach all uh, the, the show uh, in general. Of course, we're on Facebook. Um, and if you like our page, you will be notified of all of our future episodes coming up. So uh, be sure to do that. Uh, and of course, subscribe right here on our YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, thanks again for all of you who have already subscribed. We really appreciate it. And please Tell, uh, tell your friends and uh, you'll be notified of any future episodes uh, that uh, are coming up, um, no pun intended. And uh, you will also, uh, you can also find us on, uh, if you prefer listening just to the audio version, you can find us on uh, virtually any uh, podcasting platform you can think of, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Um, you can also find us on our um, website, uh, talkmoretalk.com. You can find us on Twitter, uh, talkmoretalk1, the number one. And you can also email us at uh, talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate your feedback. If you have any ideas for future shows, uh, please uh, uh, don't hesitate to let us know. You just might find a suggestion, maybe a future show. Um, and uh, don't forget, of course, uh, if you are interested in uh, being in our Zoom room for our next show, the 100th episode, uh, you do need to register to, uh, to join and it's only 25 people. So, uh, so if you want to join us, you've got to register as soon as you can. Um, as for me, uh, I uh, don't have a, t a whole lot to, uh, th that's coming up because I've been so busy with uh, the class I'm teaching now, uh, uh, Roots of Rock and Roll Part 1. Part 2 will be coming up in December, and you don't have to have taken Part 1 to, uh, to follow it. Uh, part 2 will be on uh, country, on skiffle. Uh, so uh, you all know what that is, uh, and uh, much, much more. So uh, if you are interested in that, you can also register for that. That'll be up on our Facebook page and my Facebook page. Um, and also, I just found out in early December, and I'll say more about this closer to the time, I will be um, leading uh, along with our good buddy Ken Womack, another uh, record club, um, this time on um, Aretha Franklin's uh, mm. uh, yeah, um, Young, Gifted, and Black album, which I'm really looking forward to. That's an incredible album. So uh, so that's about it from me, I think. That's, that's everything. Okay, and you can check out my channel on YouTube, Mean Mr. Mayo, for all Beatles and solo Beatles stuff and 
other goodies and rant videos and other funnies. And uh, also, please check out my movie channel and TV on my channel on YouTube called Mayo After Dark. And I'm going to be doing another movie talk, Q&A movie talk with Tom Hanyadi here. We're going to do that. We do that every once in a while. We try to do it once a month. And that's going to be Wednesday, this coming Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. I think it's the 21st, if I got the dates right. Today's the 19th, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, that's it for me. Tom, what about you? What are you, what are you up to? Well, um, we've had, a, you know, I'll just talk about the last two shows and the one we got coming up real quick. Uh, two weeks ago, we uh, did a first in a series that we're going to be going over some past uh, interviews that Paul and Linda Paul and or Linda conducted that are pretty uh, that they've been pretty uh, vocal um, about certain things on. And then this one, we did the uh, Playboy interview from 1984. And wow, was Linda pretty vocal about a few things yeah. in that one. <laughs> wow. I listened to that. I listened right. to that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Paul was pretty vocal, too. But Linda really had uh, some stuff on her mind that she wanted to get off her chest. And <laughs> did she? <laughs> so, uh, we, you know, we talked about that. And it's really the start of him retelling a lot of stories that we've heard uh, over and over and over again. And it seemed like it, they, it may have started with, with, this, with this interview. Um, then um, this past Saturday, um, you might have remembered the name Judge Timbers. Uh, his name is Tim mm -hmm. Bowman. And, uh, yeah, the, that was a great player. show. Thank you. And uh, he has a channel, Judge Timbers. And uh, what he does, he's an acoustic guitar player, and he kind of picks a song, whether it's John Paul, George Ringo, or the Beatles. does a lot of Tom Petty stuff, and he'll play the song. And then after he does that, he'll, he'll talk about a lot of the chords, the chord structure, and, and just how, you know, what his thoughts on, on the song in general and you may know that he you know he picked us as one of his favorite podcasts mm. everything um no i'm sorry things we said today you know two legs as some of his uh, favorite podcasts so really proud to have him on and we uh, we did uh five songs um that he uh presented and he talked about in, in detail about you know the great you know what was great about those those songs and acoustic uh, level. So this was first in the series. Um, our friend Dylan Seavey was going to come back on and, and do a pr drumming presentation uh, as well sometime in the future, um, you know, as, as McCartney as a drummer. Um, so we'll talk about him soon. And this weekend, I'm very proud to have uh, returning guest Jeff Cummins uh, on the show. Uh, some people will know that he is a an artist and he did the inner jacket of Wings Over America. He did the front and back of Thrillington. He did temporary secretary, uh, everybody's favorite say, 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 pitch your sleeve. And that's just sarcasm right there. And then uh, this one, <laughs> this one uh, as well. So and then he talked about some stuff that he uh, was that that he was in the works to do, but it just didn't work out for Paul. And we talked about a few other things when we first had him on. It was an audio only uh, show. So we thought, hey, now that we're video and then, you know, his work is very visual. Right. So we thought let's uh, have him back on and for a visual show. And that'll be up this Saturday. So, again, that's Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. Please check us out on YouTube and subscribe. Thank you very much. All right. Right on. OK, uh, Ken, you're up. What, what, how many plates do you have filled? <laughs> Not as much as Tom, though. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Um, if anyone wants to write to me directly, my email address is everylittlething at att.net. 
Um, Every Little Thing, I hope you all know, is a syndicated radio show that I've been hosting for a long time now. And um, my newest show, which is going to air on some stations this week, will have a mini salute to the Queen, Hmm. Beatles style, and also a set of songs from number one Beatles and solo Beatle albums, albums that hit number one in America. Now, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in our last show concerning every little thing, but normally when I talk about the show, there's a page on my website where you can see all the radio stations that air the show uh, with broadcast times and links to their websites. My show was never available on demand at all. You had to listen to live streams. That is until now. One of the radio stations, WFTU, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University Station in New Jersey, where they run my show Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Shortly after it airs, they have an archive page now on their website, Recent Archives, it's called. And you can actually listen to my show, Every Little Thing, the syndicated show, on demand. And they posted for two weeks. So since my show is on every single week, if you go to that page, there's two shows there. So you can listen listen at your leisure to uh, Every Little Thing. And um, one more thing about that show, and I'm, this is a super cool thing to say. Um, one of the radio stations that airs it is an internet radio station out of Canada. They're called FM 108. And on John Lennon's birthday, they're going to run a 24-hour marathon of my show. Every little thing. Oh, wow. Great. Damn. So if you never heard the show before, this is a perfect opportunity because um, the show represents everything everything that I am when it comes to the <laughs> wow. it's music, your baby. Solo, solo Beatle music, hits, album cuts, deeper cuts, cover versions, tribute songs, novelty records, side projects, thematic sets, original interviews, all packed into one hour. Um, so if you can, check it out. And uh, like I said, FM 108, uh, you can go to fm108.ca. That's their website and wfdu.org i think uh or i'll give i'll give kit the link and we'll put it in the description box sure cool. happy to okay. um my other podcast show things we said today we just did a show on what each of us felt were the three best years of the solo beatles mm-hmm. ironically alan and i agreed on <laughs> that was hilarious the first thing <laughs> i suppose but uh, yeah, that was great. Um, you might think that we all thought it would have to be in the first five years of the solo years, 1970 through 70. Oh. Not necessarily so, but um, you can hear how we feel um, on uh, things we said today on our YouTube channel and lots of uh, audio outlets we're on. Um, let's see, what else? Do I have anything else? I'm on Sam Wilde's show, Paul or Nothing. We just did a recording on the Driving Rain album, and that should be coming out soon. And then on my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com, um, you know there's Beatles trivia there every single week where you can pick one of 10 great prizes, books, CDs, DVDs, um, vinyl sometimes. And there's a Beatle game called Two of Us that's on there right now as we speak. Play along with it, and you can win one of 10 prizes. I'm sure you'll want one of them. <laughs> There's quite a lot there to pick from. So I do believe that's everything. Covers Anything coming up on the Ken Michaels radio uh, YouTube channel? 
Well, um, probably something later this week, nothing definite. I'm now going to start doing a few videos of just me alone on things that okay. I want to do. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mention this before. I did a, a news brief <laughs> for the first time. News and brief together with me doesn't go hand in hand. <laughs> on my YouTube channel, there was one thing that I forgot to mention the last couple of months, and that is that there was a duet that Paul McCartney made with Brian Wilson, um, which came out in 2004. Brian released an album called Getting In Over My Head, and they did a song called A Friend Like You. In oh, yeah. fact, that's the name of the series that I do with Tom yep. and and Two that's Legs. Right where we talk about side projects of Paul McCartney. So um, I talk about that in this new video because there's a brand new remix that was done of A Friend Like You, and it's only on Brian Wilson's own website. And I have the link for that. And there's more Paul vocals in it. The only real criticism I ever had to make, because I love the song, really love it. Um, Brian Wilson wrote it with Stephen Kalinich, who's a, a good friend of mine, has written with different members of the Beach Boys. Um, but the original version didn't have too much of Paul. Right. This one has a bit more, more lead vocals, more backing vocals. You a can bit more of Paul. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, check that out. That's a very brief video that I made, but there'll be more coming pretty soon, probably this week. Nice. Cool. Excellent. Okay. So before I just... Uh kick it in the head. I just want to remind everybody, our next show two weeks from now, I think it's October 3rd. Yep. It's it's going to be our 100th show. Oh. We've got that special uh, join-in uh, festive atmosphere going where the first 25 people who register are going to be able to come up and ask uh, questions of us. Not trivia questions, but opinion questions. What, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Please join us for a special occasion. If I, and, uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll be on at 9. Uh, it's 9 p.m. Eastern. But come up uh, 10 minutes or so early, you know, if you're here, so that, we, you know, we can get you in there. Okay. And I hope I didn't miss any of that, kid. You can nope, that's it. If I we already have five people signed up. Oh, <laughs> come on. It's going. They're going fast. 20 more, baby. <laughs> 20 more. Come on. Let's go. All right. Have so have some fun that night. Yes, this is the hard part. I have so gonna far. Gonna have some fun tonight. Yeah. So far, <laughs> Kid O'Toole, Tom Hanyadi, Ken Michaels. This is Joe Mayo saying, "We all make the world go round. You're not alone in this. We all make the world go round." <laughs> Peace and love. Peace and love. Talk.